Hello! Welcome to another episode of the Music Guy Podcast. The podcast about a couple of guys just trying to scrape by <laughs> in the 2021 music industry. My name is Al Rowe. I am a singer, songwriter, record producer, teacher, podcaster, um, Twitch streamer, YouTube video maker. I do a bunch of different stuff, and it all comes back to music. And I am broadcasting to you from the heart of the beaches in Toronto, Ontario. My co-host, uh, guitarist, backup vocalist, composer, podcaster, all-around great dude, handsome, handsome fella, <sighs> coming at you from Whitby, Ontario. It's Mr. Michael Hebs. Welcome to the show. <laughs> My- Welcome to your own podcast. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> My skin is very shiny right now. Uh, I just moisturized, and okay. I don't think it's a good thing. I think I think for <laughs> movies they they do something to fix that, but it's very shiny. You I'm just powder your. I'm going to powder s- that forehead. Zoom yeah. in on it for those who, who are looking online, and it looks like it's just getting darker. You're glowing. Oh, there's my teeth. You're glowing. There you go. We're going to leave it like this for a little there you bit. Go. Uh, no, I'm I'm doing good. Uh, good. You know, That's just great. preparing for my probable departure <laughs> from the country. Um, and then my two weeks of isolation. Yeah, so give everybody the update. Yes, the update. Okay, the update is I passed a medical. I did, uh, I passed a medical and there was a rectal examination, which I mean like (laughs) pooper, like butt humor. It's not really that funny, but it was kind of funny because, um, I was asked to do my rectal examination and so I get in the room, I'm preparing for him to put, you know, his fingers in my butt and check the prostate. He's like, oh, I don't need to put anything in there. And he's like, I, I'm just going to have, you know, another person in, if that's okay with you, to make you more comfortable. So I have two fucking dudes. Uh, and he's like, okay, I'm not going to touch you at all. You just have to pull down your pants and spread your butt cheeks for me and I'm just going to look in. And so there's this fucking guy, cool, cool, like, and his bud, and his bud, like, I was trying to joke and be like, "Oh, thanks for helping at the team," and he was just so uncomfortable. Uh, it was, it was, it was funny. But so, yeah, I mean, I'll be departing. How does that make you more comfortable? I think it's more so to avoid like sexual harassment claims. You know what I mean? I see. Um, I but see. Right. Under the guise the of making me more comfortable, kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> So the thing to look forward to is I am going to be so busy on our Music Guy podcast, Instagram, and on my Instagram, and on our videos and our YouTube during these two weeks of isolation. So it's going to be fucking crazy. Um, I haven't decided what I'm going to be doing, but I'm going to be stuck in a nice fancy room on a cruise ship for two weeks by myself. Uh, No human contact. So it's going to be great. Uh, we're going to do wow. some cool things and hopefully we can get, uh, you know, I- I'm going to try to bring my camera. So, you know, maybe I'll be able to get uh, the the a video cast of us going, but, you know, for the podcast, but we'll nice. do some wacky things. Yeah. I'm going to make you do things that make you uncomfortable. Um, so is this room on the ship and the ship is is moving or is it docked and you're just sitting in there for two weeks or i i I would assume it's docked just because it's before any guests arrive and then do you get 
Do you get like how do you get food? People, so somebody just brings you food. I think so, so it's like, like you just literally rules. are you just literally never leaving this room? Yes. Yeah. Wow. It's gonna be. It's do gonna you have be a cool. window. Uh, I'm gonna have a balcony actually. So. Oh okay. Wow. Yeah. So what are you gonna do for exercise? Uh, jerk off. I I have no idea. Just relentless uh, masturbation. <laughs> really <Yeah>. vigorous. <laughs> um, uh, I don't think my poor. <laughs> fragile tiny penis could handle that so um i don't know uh i'll probably i'm looking forward to it i'm sure for the first two or three days it'll be like whoa this is fucked up but kind of cool and then the rest is just going to be insanity but it's going to be crazy i'm going to be on social media so it is going to be crazy um, yeah, I, I'm, I'll be doing some wacky shit for sure because I'll be going crazy. You gonna bring like a PS4 with you or something? Or? I, I'm trying to decide what I'm gonna bring. Um, there's so many things that I'm like, it would be nice to bring. I'm gonna be bringing my stupid fucking beat pad. Uh, I'd lift it up, but it's attached to a stand, so I'm gonna get good at playing, you know, um, like fake drums, just because that'd be like a great producer thing to actually be able to play like a real mm, take and not good. have to like completely quantize it. Uh, and then I am bringing not this lap steel, but a different lap steel, which I had to apply for a permit because it has a Brazilian rosewood fretboard, blah, 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 blah. And then Ooh. other than that, I have to bring a microphone for the podcast. I'm going to bring my interface. I'm going to try to bring my camera too, um, just because I think it'd be a yeah. waste to not, you know. Uh, I'm bringing my brother's laptop because so I don't career own a laptop. Driven, man. It's good. So. I would just be thinking about like how many video games I could get through in that two weeks. Yeah, I don't know. Like, also, be my <laughs> too like, like I don't know what the streaming's going to be like. There should I be downloading like seasons of shows? I would. Yeah, I would like to bring a PS4. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I'll have room. You know, like so. Mm-hmm. You can bring mine if you want. I haven't played it in months. There you go. I have one. So. I have one now. So. Oh, you have one. Yeah, okay. I remember our oh, days of go. Chell when we first moved in together. The mark of magic, Dude, definitely. But yeah, um, so that's super exciting, man. So, so sorry. When it when is uh, when is departure for you? It looks like I'm departing like April fourteenth ish. I I should know specifically, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm living day to day for the last uh, decade yep. and a half. So. That's that's where I'm at. <laughs> well, that's super exciting, dude. And then and then you're gone for four months, right? So then you'll I'm gone be back four months, baby. Late. Uh, late summer i guess yeah, yeah yeah that's gonna be a, that's gonna be such an awesome experience and it's so great to have this opportunity to come up now when that's it's just exactly like it. we're all pretty like despondent you know it's like what are we gonna do yeah i wonder what that's the a, uh, dating awesome, situation dude. on the uh on the old cruise ship is i know you can't fool around with the passengers uh hey. it's probably for the best um mm. but uh yeah i know that the crew is is encouraged so We'll see. Do they rock okay. Tinder Encourage. or like Bumble yeah. or like, you right. know, I don't know. It's the old put a sock on the doorknob. That's exactly it. You know? I like that. Or is there just going to be the one, is there just going to be the one room in the ship that everybody knows? Like, that's that's where you go. Yeah. You just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be like. Uh, turn the lights off, see who's in there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not opposed to glory holes. See, see what happens. Yeah. Oh my god! This this got um, very X-rated. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what we're really here to talk about today. We wanted to do like a reaction to our reaction show last yeah. week of you know the demise of the middle class musician. We're all doomed, and we sort of reacted to that and said no, we're not. But 
we wanted to follow up on that and be like, so what is the survival guide for the musician in, you know, the year 2021? Not even really assuming the pandemic's going to last much, much longer, but it's like, you know, what are some tools, what are some skills, what are some uh, states of mind mentalities that you want to have to be successful uh, in the music industry as sort of a middle class, you know, person who's trying to uh, trying to make a living at this stuff because obviously there's a lot of us who have a great passion for music and the music business and we've devoted our lives to it or maybe some of you out there want to devote your life to it and we think we've got some good sound advice yeah for you folks also to so not go crazy stay tuned you know to and to not go crazy yeah like because yeah. that's the big thing it's like to survive and like not just to know what you're getting into too you know, I mean, the big thing is, yes. is yeah, that I point. wanted to mention just because I'm the worst about this and it's probably trickled through into the show is I definitely have a prejudice prejudice against wealthy people. You know, there's like a jealousy and an envy mm. there, uh, but they just have a different set of problems. You know what I mean? If they're going to go to pursue music, yeah. I wouldn't know what those problems are because I definitely was not, you know, a rich person. Uh, say for instance, one of them could be. Like, for, do you get a sixty? Do you get a sixty-seven strat, or do you get a sixty-nine strat? Yeah. Like, that's a big decision. It's a big decision. Yeah. Uh, but like, also two things. <laughs> like, like um, you know, say for instance, if you if you come from such a wealthy family that you never really have to succeed, that would be hard to find motivation. You know what I mean? Um, it'd be like, mm. what's the point, sort of thing. So. That is that is a thing. So just that being said, the only reason we're saying middle class musicians um, is because that's where we have experience. You know, you and I, to my knowledge, did not grow up in a, a very poor family as well. Um, but some of these would be similar, you know, just maybe more extreme for someone who, who grew up in extreme like poverty or like just poverty in general. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, let's get this out right out of the gate. I feel extraordinarily privileged. Yes. Uh, and I, to the point of almost like shame and embarrassment yep. at times, um, it's and and how that's been highlighted to me over the last cup you know year or whatever year and a half. I just you know watching this watching this pandemic go by and like yeah it's affected me, but I'm sitting here in my little studio room doing my thing and yep. like I'm healthy. My people, the people I love, are healthy. Like. Not, you know what I mean? Like, let's, you know, obviously, let's start. Obviously, maybe not obviously, but let's start by saying that. Like, I think we would both agree. We're both definitely extraordinarily privileged. We live in Canada. We live in Toronto. We're good. You know what I mean? But um, we are sustaining uh, ourselves off of the music industry. And I mean, that's kind of the theme of this show. So it's like, how are we doing that? And I think if, if you want to, do that um you know i think there's some some really great things that we've learned that'll sort of help um you know like you said prepare yourself for what this industry is like and what this lifestyle is like but also just keep you going because sometimes you know you're not you're not feeling so great and i know a lot of us are in that spot right now it's like you're not feeling super good right now if if you're a musician and it's it's pandemic and it's locked down and you're not playing shows and and all that kind of stuff so um that's what the that's what we're that's what we're trying to say here. Yeah. Um, so I think the term middle middle class is just sort of mostly just referencing the article that 
spawned the last yeah. show. But I would say that you know you and I identify as being quote unquote middle class, um, but I think that that is still um, a heavily pr- privileged position to be in 100%. in life. It's this you know it's not linear from you know being uh, sort of having a hard time with with, with maybe being in a, in a a situation of poverty to being in the middle class yeah. to being in the wealthy class it's not a straight line it's more of a more of a curve so also too we're, our we're, poverty um, is we're much saying, different than world you know, poverty you know what i mean we're all in the fucking top one percent compared to the goddamn world that's that's what i'm trying to say yeah, yeah. it's like we're still in the one percent so like we need to recognize that and, and definitely sure. be uh, be humble about that but what we want to do is communicate with other people who are who are in similar spots as us and and sort of or try to help people out. Also, one thing as well, though, is you were saying about this would work for everybody. I feel like, say, for instance, if you and I came from a wealthy family, like a truly wealthy family, there would be things that you can do to leverage that wealth and avoid, things to avoid. Mm -hmm. Like, I've seen some more wealthy people who've done the same thing that, you know, um, like middle class people have done where they get a really expensive producer, but that producer kind of knows that they're you know, wealthy, so they fucking like jack up the costs of everything and really take advantage. Sure. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, there would be a guide oh, yeah. for them. It's just we can't, we can't do that, and we can't have a wealthy person on and be like, we know that your parents were fucking loaded. You know? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I think w- whether or not you've got a million dollars or a hundred dollars, a lot of this stuff would still yeah. be helpful. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. So, speaking of rich people, if you are rich and you want to give us some dough oh. for the, to show some love to the podcast. Tip number one. Um, Patreon.com slash Music Guy Podcast. Um, but no, in all seriousness, uh, it's, it's a way to sort of give back to the show. If you feel like you want to support what we're doing, uh, there are expenses involved and we are certainly not uh, getting rich ourselves off of this show, and nor do we intend to. Uh, we're doing this sort of as a as a fun project that maybe yeah. will eventually sort of be another piece of the pie for us. Um, and uh, we we could certainly use your support, so we would appreciate anybody who's going over to patreon.com slash musicguypodcast and uh, giving back to the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Uh, and you could also find our merch. Oh, yes. If you want to give back to the show and give and get baby become an advertising billboard for the show oh yeah uh, then you could go <laughs> go to the uh, go to the uh, the merch store and yeah we got some really cool stuff going on there and again just another great way to uh to support what we're doing and we love you for it and uh we sold some shirts we did i think yeah right? we sold some shirts uh sold yeah. a sweater some stickers some buttons <clears throat> um <clears throat> and so we're you know we're we're going to take that that uh, that little bit of money that comes in for that and just sort of use that to expand the reach of the podcast, maybe do some social media marketing campaigns, maybe do yeah. some um, improvements to the website and, and things like that. So um, just wanted to get that in there. But yeah, so I've got a, I've got a sports analogy. Here we go. So so on uh, any, any sports experts out there, just feel free to correct me on all, any and all of this. On July 1st, 2018. If you're if you're a Leafs fan like me, you're going to remember this well. I had the radio on, and I think it was Bob McKenzie from TSN on the radio, and he said the Leafs have acquired John Tavares in free agency, uh, and I was so excited. I was like, I couldn't believe this is happening. Like I was I was just like, what? So um, John Tavares, uh, Toronto born or Mississauga born, I guess 
uh, player. One of you know one of the the best players in the league. One of the best players for the Leafs now. Um, went to my high school, and at the time was the franchise. He went to your high school. Yeah, he's a very nice boy. If I'm not mistaken, what? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty that sure. It's crazy. I'm, I'm gonna look wow. that up. If, maybe because maybe he played for the Oshawa Generals. Yeah. I don't know. So now I'm gonna get out of my depth here. I gotta stick to my notes. I gotta stick to my notes. So, um, but that's super cool. Yeah, no, because he's the same. He's the same age as us, right? Or born 1990s, two years younger. Anyways, um, so was at the time of this free agency signing, the franchise player, the best player on the New York Islanders, was drafted by them, played for them for like seven or eight years or whatever. Um, was their best player, and the question was: Is he going to re-sign with them or is he going to leave them for the Leafs? So he leaves them for the Leafs. And, you know, that's kind of brutal for them. They lose their best player for nothing, and he goes to Toronto. It's like a market that everybody hates. So that playoff year, the Leafs get eliminated in the first round by the Bruins, as usual. The New York Islanders, having lost their best star player to the Leafs, make it to the second round. They sweep the Pittsburgh Penguins Sidney Crosby's team, like one of the stronger teams in the league, they sweep them. They don't drop a single game to them. They move on to the second round. Um, and so why does this happen? How does this happen? The Leafs take your best player, and then you still do better than us. They're scrappy. They're a scrappy team. Anybody who watches sports kind of gets that. They, they use uh, like you know every, every part of the Buffalo, if you will. They're a very disciplined oh. team. They play a great defensive system, right? But... Their players who, like maybe a lot of them you haven't heard of, are all working together. They're all working hard. They're all working. So that's sort of the definition of like a scrappy team in sports. I love uh, that. And to me anyways. And so last week we touched on this mentality of like as a musician, uh, me personally, I feel like i got to have that scrappy mentality. And I yeah. think like you really related to that. Do you want to sort of – build on that like what your mentality is and how that relates to you i that when you said that and if you go back to the podcast episode 66 it should have been episode 666 because it was so like harsh and real uh but uh yeah like i when you said that i was like oh that's exactly it uh scrappy is is exactly what i think of myself (laughs) just in all of these things that we're going to say in the episode it's that scrappy mentality of just not like, oh, yeah, I'll do this for like three or four years and see how it goes. It's like I'm going to fucking survive even if it's like, you know, I lose a few fucking limbs. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, like I, I I love that. Just the idea that uh, you're willing to not – it almost sounds like I, I'm saying like, oh, be a sketchy person. But it's not be a sketchy person. It's just be willing to do things like, you know, pull an all-nighter here or there. Obviously, within, like, reason. You don't want to become a workaholic like some people. Uh, but, uh, you know, just say, for instance, also, too, I don't know, like, financially being willing to, you know, maybe uh, be more tight with your money. And, and I don't know, like, just be willing to try things like start a podcast. I love it. I love mm. it. And I think you've got to use all of the tools in your tool belt or all of the strengths that you have as a person. So, you know, if you are good at talking for a long time without 
running out of things to say like me, then you know you could start a you could start a podcast, right? Yeah. Or like if you're good at learning. I don't know, multiple instruments. If you know multiple instruments, use that. Don't just be like, well, I'm only a guitar player. It's like, well, also I can play keyboards. Also I can sing backup vocals. Also I can program drums. Whatever, right? If you're really good at um, organization, which so many of us are not. I forgot we were doing this podcast today until about five minutes before. So many of us are not good at organization. If you are, you can play a very, very important role in maybe booking a band or being the person in your band or in your group who's like i'm the one who schedules things i'm really good like at the that tour night, manager or you something. know out of our out of our fee that we charge to play i take a little bit extra because i do all the scheduling yeah. of all the rehearsals i send all the emails i'm really good at keeping on top of all that stuff stuff like that right and then uh, on top of that acquiring new tools or new skills or new strengths to build your toolbox your skill set and then using all of those as best you can to forward your goal of, like you said, just surviving yeah. in um, this business. It's like a, it's that game where you just parachute in, you got nothing, and you start picking stuff up and and oh, you're talking and, about uh, uh, you oh, kill God. everybody else. Yeah, I used to actually play that. <laughs> it's game. not Fortnite. Um, it's like it was uh, is it the, Fortnite? The, well, the one the kids play Fortnite. Fortnite, and there was another one. Is it Fortnite? Is that what it PUBG. is? PUBG. PUBG. Yeah. That's the one. PUBG. Okay. So it's like that, except instead of trying to kill all of your friends, you like make friends and become yes. an awesome. No team. murder. But like Sorry, go ahead. also to yeah. the, the the big scrappy thing for me is like I learned this early on, like the injury that I had right out the gate after high school. It's like, oh, I injured my hand. Music's probably not for me. It's like, fuck no. I'm gonna figure that shit out. Or it's like, oh, you know, like say for mm. instance, I dropped it at school. Music's not for me. It's like, no, fuck that. I'm going to prove them wrong. You know, like just stuff like that. It's like, oh yeah. man, I'm 32. I don't own a home and, yeah. you know, fucking coronavirus. I should probably just, you know, it's probably time to throw in a towel. It's like, I'm going to fucking die trying to make this happen, you know, and not actually die, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, but you know. But you've got that, that, that drive, that, uh, that persistence. Yeah. Where you're like, no, oh, I can, I can figure this out. Yep. Yep. I can, I can get through this. Yeah. 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 So I guess the you know the next sort of things that we have written down are sort of under this umbrella of being scrappy. I you know in a way it's like these are some of the different things that uh, be you scrappy. need to sort of think about or or navigate or be ready to to conquer or you know skills you might want to develop. So you wrote down facing hard realities. Just, this, is like a, this is like a stern talking to here. This, yeah. This show. I think if you're going to be fucking scrappy is like all the stuff that we're saying in this, these are like hard realities. But like just, you know, there are certain things like, hey, certain people get lucky or they, you know, come from the right, you know, know the right people and they, they get a record deal and it's a really good record deal and it works out for them right off the gate. Certain people never, ever get signed to a record label. It's like you have to face the realities of, say, for instance, you may not be a very wealthy person. Uh, maybe you will later in life. Maybe you never will be. You know what I mean? Or Just like facing the realities that it's just not all like rock star shit. You know, like right out the gate, if you mm-hmm. if you only want to do this because you want to be super successful and that's the only way you, you could be happy – then like get the fuck out, you know, like because you that's not going to happen probably, you know. Um, right. Well, I think one of the and to, to build on that, like one of the things that that I wrote down is that 
the work itself is the reward yes. in this business. So the making a living part is like so amazing because even if you're just getting by, like you get to do awesome stuff that you love all the time where I think like a lot of other jobs are like I do the job that I don't necessarily love to get the reward of money and security and comfort yeah. in life and and sort of our existence is a little bit flipped where it's like we're sacrificing um you know making a ton of money and having security and having whatever i mean assuming i could have gotten a great job in the first place which yep. is not even necessarily tr- <laughs> with that a given degree, but baby. i think like if you look at the way if you look at the way a career is structured like sometimes it's just like you're doing the work to get the reward of the money yep. and money gets you vacation you know, luxuries and, and comfort and, and stability and whatever and in our job it's like you're doing the job the job is the reward so yep. like if I get to do music stuff, I am getting the reward. So it's like, then I got to figure out how to how to make uh, how to make the bills go away and stuff like that. So you know, that's almost the the work is is just sort of, I guess, handling the rest of your life and making sure that it's it's in line and and that everything's good. So part of that is, um avoiding debt i mean we wrote down stuff like avoiding debt being thrifty um i think it's just being good with money is a pretty important skill for anybody anywhere but i mean i think there's certain jobs where it's like you know you get your paycheck and you you sort of everything just sort of works out you're you're in a spot where you're like yeah my bills are this i get this i don't really have to think about how much i'm spending on this or that because it's just it's all, also it's all too, good right now. If you make you know? enough money, the bank will be more lenient with uh, mm. with with letting you accrue. Yeah, it. you could get like a hundred thousand dollar credit and, line, whereas someone like us can't. Yeah, when you hit your max, you hit your max. Yeah, yeah, and you got to get like a broker for a mortgage and stuff like that. But it's like really important to still, uh, even though you're not doing this for the money, I think there can be a mentality where. People think, well, I, I'm not. I'm not in this for the money. Money is evil. I'm not about that. Yeah. Therefore, I'm not. I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm just going to hope that it works out. You know. And I think that that's a very dangerous um, thought process to have when you are in the position of an unstable career where things are not always. You know, you're not always getting the same amount of money. I think you can have that. Uh, mentality when you have a stable job you can actually be like I'm not going to worry about money even though you're doing it for the money you know what I mean but when you're in this job and I think you can get into that false sense of like well I'm not doing this this for the money so I don't really think about that stuff and it's like actually you need to think about it more in my opinion Yeah. and it's another thing where it's like whether you like it or not you're in the game like you live in a in a country if you live in Canada or the US uh, you live in a country that is a capitalist society, and the b- thing that matters most to pretty much everybody is how much money you know you have or whatever. And like you're in that game, unless you're like off the grid and you're living out of a backpack sure. or like a bunker somewhere in you know northern That's Canada. Cool like as you're fuck. in the game, so you know you need to. You need to understand how to um, how to play that because otherwise you're getting played by 
the banks or, you know, whoever yeah. else. So I think it's important to um, it, it's just to, to s- just make sure that you're on top of that stuff. And and we've done episodes in yes. the past about sort of what we do to to keep it's our finances simple, in order. But I just think it's really important to to, to make as that someone a having a credit card and having like a five thousand dollar credit card, you know, and it's like maxed out, and then like. You know, versus having a credit line that is maxed out. It's like, obviously, you don't want to have any debt, but the fucking interest rate on, like, your long McQuaid bill or a credit card is 20%. You know, whereas on a credit line, it's it's not the same. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, just, like, understanding that you can handle your money differently. You know what I mean? Um, like, yeah. avoiding debt is, like, the fucking key, but it's, like, just to not think about it or to not do your taxes, you know, that's a big thing you were saying right now. Like, yeah, your taxes compared to uh, your fiance's taxes uh, hey. are night and fucking day. Like for you, it's like a multiple day ordeal. Far Same more here. complex. Yeah. You know, like yeah, uh, for her, it's like oh yeah, I just because her taxes are automatically taken. I'm assuming out of her paycheck, but we're like independent contractors. Yeah. But that that fucking stacks up. You know what I mean? If you're if you're claiming lots of stuff. Uh, you're going to be saving yourself money that you you would have had to pay. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so I mean, make make sure you're on top of that. Having a really good accountant has helped me a lot. Yeah, yeah. Just because my my accountant, I, I feel like I can reach out to him kind of whenever and just be like, hey, I don't really understand this or that, and and he's just been always super great about helping me out, just understanding things. And then when it comes to tax time, I just trust him to, you know, as long as I'm not. Uh, obviously like making up numbers which you should never do and i yeah. never do but like you know if i'm being truthful it's like okay well i trust him to take the information that i am giving him about my my finances and putting it in the right categories and putting the numbers together in the right way and like i don't know all the ins and, ins and outs of that maybe i should i don't know i know but you know as long as i i take diligent records of like how much money i'm making and what i'm spending on different expenses that are considered uh, to be, you know, write-offs or whatever, things you can deduct. And I give it to, to him and he takes care of it. Uh, and I think it's a worthwhile expense and certainly a worthwhile relationship to build. So if you don't have a good accountant, I would really recommend checking that out. There you um, go. Because, like, I just don't think, like, something like TurboTax really works for for people uh, in yeah. our uh, situation. I mean, so you had we had something written further that I moved up. This ties into avoiding debt, being thrifty as fuck, is like applying for benefits. And we were more so thinking about like during the fucking pandemic, you know, the the unison benefit is is something that, you know, helps out musicians who are struggling financially. Um, and then like say, for instance, CRB is for people who aren't, you know, making money right now. But this ties into things as well. Like if you're fucking deciding to go to school, which is one thing, and we have an episode on that. Um, you know my opinion on that, Al. Deciding to go to school for music, you know, <laughs> you should be applying for fucking grants, yeah. you know, and they're there, and there are plenty of people who don't apply for them, and they just fucking show up. Uh, or say, for instance, I see this all the time, yeah. and I would be guilty of this because I was so not aware of this. I kind of forgot about them, actually. Is grants for recording and touring, you know? Like, they're not impossible to get. Yeah. Uh, and they're some of the grants I've heard of people getting are like quite quite large you know um which is amazing yep so it's like like investigating that stuff is like a part of being scrappy it's like oh i can't afford to get a record done 
what can I do to see like a GoFundMe or something like that, like, like that. not just being like, I can't afford it, so I'm not mm. going to do it. It's like, well, figure out how you can. Yeah. Scrap motherfucker. Right. Or like, you know, I think a lot of people get into spots where they feel like they need to take out a loan or something yeah. to do this record or do this tour or do this whatever. And maybe you do, but, you know, maybe you could also look into some of the the assistance that is offered to us uh, by the government. So especially in Canada, I, there's a lot of great programs here. Yeah. Uh, Unison Fund specifically helped me out right at the start of the pandemic when I saw all my my work evaporate. I hit I hit them up. I said, hey, look, like, you know, this is what's going on. I had to, you know, bear my bear my soul a little bit and show them what what I'm what I'm making and how much money I have and stuff. But you know, they were super they were super cool. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, they were super cool about it and 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 very you know generous and helped me out. So that um, fund in particular, obviously the CRB should go without saying. Like, apply for that if you are in a category that. the, the the you know there this is for people like us so if yeah. you're in a category where you're um, applicable to this or this is applicable to you uh, then you know apply for that Good get months. on it because uh, it's there for you uh, we're going to be paying ta- we're going to be paying invisible taxes for like the next twenty years to pay for the CRB sure. so you might as well take it now yeah because uh, you're still going to be <laughs> you're still the common the common person is still going to be paying for uh, that stuff uh, down the road so make sure you're, you're benefiting from it now if you're able um so yeah uh i think that's that's enough said on on all that and finances uh, on finances yeah just really like you're in the game so make sure that you're doing everything you can to uh, to not uh, get played by others and to you know take care of yourself so you can stay in the game for a long time exactly We've got, you know, side jobs being a reality for a lot of us. And, um, you know, as much as I want to come on here and be the, the the guy who says, you can do anything you set your mind to, it's like, well, yeah, but sometimes part of that is taking on a side job at certain times yep. because, you know, you're, you're working on, you're building your career, you're building your skills, you're building your connections. Um, I mean, I've been teaching for, about, for longer than I've been playing gigs because yep. I just, that's, that's what I was able to get, and I needed the money. And you know, I do enjoy it. I, I've grown to to enjoy it, and I've gotten better at it over the years. Yeah. But it's like it's the kind of thing that you might look at and be like, "I don't really want to do that." And it's like, well, then I mean, what do you want to do? But to I make also money. I really want to have this apartment I'm in, so yeah. I need to teach in order to uh, to make that happen. So sometimes, and just as a side note, actually, that, that just sort of triggered this own thing. But like back to that money thing, like I really like to compartmentalize different things financially it makes me easier it makes it easier for me to think about this stuff so like i've always sort of said it's like okay my teaching is going to cover my rent i see and then the other stuff is going to cover my other expenses and then maybe there'll be some left over to save you know when i'm able to line it up such that teaching covers rent and then maybe that you know this covers that this covers that it makes it a lot easier rather than i you know i don't have to think numbers as much if I sort of it's almost like a set and forget kind of thing yeah. it's like if I teach this many lessons every month I know I'm good yep. then I'm not constantly you know looking at my bank balance and freaking out it's like I've got a little buffer in there and I know if I keep teaching 
it's not going to start going down. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's my side job, and I'm sure there's you know there's other people who maybe like work at Long McQuaid, or maybe they have a career or a job that's completely unrelated yeah. to music, and that can be nice too because you're not completely um, faced all the time every day with like, you know, if you work at a music store, you might always be feeling like, man, I wish I was doing better musically. It's like if you you, you don't want to be faced with that negative sort of yeah. self um, thing if you can be um, – you know, at a job that maybe takes your mind off music sometimes, that can be nice too, I think. Yeah, so it's like a contrast. That, that I do find that with mm-hmm. teaching. It, it, part of it would be nice to be like at a job where I'm like, man, I wish I was playing guitar right now. Um, oh, yeah, that's that's another way of looking at it too. It's like, yeah, if you worked in a music store, you might get burned out on music. Or if you teach, you might get burned out on music. But if you're doing a job that's different than music, you might be like, that might build up your excitement to get yeah. back to your music. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about it that way. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, sacrifices uh, that we have to make. Uh, more sacrifice, <laughs> you know, to, to, to my career. I mean, you do have to do some stuff. I, I don't want to say, like, you should be sacrificing things that are important to you. But I do. Um, you know, th- expecting that, like, yeah, I, I think it's more, maybe more of an expectations management thing. But yeah. just, like... You know, certain luxuries are probably not going to be available if you're going down a, a career path that's, you know, not gener- not really known for generating a ton of income. Yeah. Um, be be ready for that. Be be aware that like, you know, yeah, your car. If you have a if you're if you're able to afford a car, it's probably not going to be a super expensive one. Yeah. Uh, you might have to live outside of the, of the city that you're near because the rent is just super high in the city. You might have to get a bit of a smaller place. You might have to live in a basement like you and I did yeah, baby. Uh, for a year, you know, to, to minimize um, expenses that way. And just understanding that you're sacrificing some stability, which means you're just going to have to plan ahead a little bit more yep. and well, like also be aware that you don't have that all the time. Your yeah. life is at least uh, the thing that I've come to accept is that your life like trajectory is going to be different than that of people with normal jobs you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. family planning you know i feel like a lot of people um there's a certain age where they want to have kids and obviously it's it's older than it was before but say for instance if it was the same that it was before like oh by 25 you know i want to have a kid it's like that's pretty hard to do if you're if you're a musician, you know what I mean? But it's doable. I haven't done it, mm-hmm. but, you know, I know people who have done it, but that's going to, you know, family planning is definitely different for a musician. You know what I mean? It's going to take a little bit longer. Absolutely. You know, we're yeah. now at that age where we can maybe start to think about that, you know? And then, like, yeah, like you said, like the car, um, you know, the clothing that you wear, not fucking going on vacations. That's, like, thing. You know, not yeah. being around for fucking like New Year's and all that stuff. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like you are going yeah. to have to sacrifice maybe everything that's important to you. You know what I mean? At, at the very worst, <laughs> at the very worst, yes. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's possible to to find balance yep. in your life, and uh, I mean, if you, but yeah, I mean, if you're the type of person who really values. Uh, traveling and uh, you know for for leisure and like you you know you don't want to be working any, on any holidays and stuff like that it's going to be pretty difficult i yep. think to to avoid that because of just the way that the, the business you could probably works, structure but. your career 
that way, though. Like, if you were, like, an yeah, artist... Yeah, I mean, again, you would just have to sort of work around that, I yeah. guess. But yeah. a lot of the biggest opportunities for us do tend to come on some of those big days, like New Year's and, yeah. and whatever Valentine's else. Valentine's Day um, and so being, stuff. Yeah. So being being willing and sort of being upfront, if you have a partner, being upfront, that like, hey, look, like this is kind of how it is for me, and so we might have to celebrate some holidays the day before or something yep. and do our own thing instead of... Uh, and you know you'll you'll find the right person who's cool with that. Um, the the marathon, not a sprint mentality. I know you you sort of brought that up last episode as well. Yep. Do you want to elaborate on that? That's a saying we had mentioned earlier in the podcast. I think there are a few like realizations that we've had from this podcast. Like marathon mentality is one. The scrappy mentality is one. Um, I don't know if there's any other, but mm. like I guarantee you, those are going to be around for like the next hundred episodes. But like just the idea that. I yeah. think a lot of people think that, oh, man, if I just fucking just gun it for these two years, I can, like, hack the system and be, like, a big star or be, like, super successful. And I just – I haven't seen that, you know? It seems like everybody has mm. gotten somewhere. Like, obviously, there are people that have gotten – not, like, lucky because lucky makes it seem like they don't deserve it. But there are people who have maybe been in the right place at the right time or on the right, say, for instance – um, platform like tiktok or youtube or vine um at the right time and met up with the right people and gotten where they needed to go but generally it's like you know it's gonna be a long time before you see before it's say for instance i'm not even at the point where i can just do music full time i still have to teach you know what i mean i've been doing this mm-hmm. i've been doing this since i was fucking like you know i knew i wanted to be a musician when i was like 14 or 15 um and like obviously i didn't have the the like clarity of mind to start making it career like until you know probably like early 20s mid 20s sort of thing but that's still a long time i've been doing that for a decade and i'm still you know working a side job and still you know looking for different angles to approach this thing like our podcast and um you know production and and playing i when i started i just wanted to be a guitarist you know what i mean so it's like the marathon mentality. Like John Williams, for instance, the composer for Star Wars, he wasn't that big of a deal until, you know, mid-40s. Um, there are plenty of side guys mm-hmm. that I know that didn't get the gig that made them, you know, made, like, their life great until they were, like, 30, mid-30s, you know, 40s. Some people 50s, yeah. some actors even, you know. It's like, oh, they weren't a big deal. Oh, they yeah. just waited tables until they were, like, 45. But obviously, you you don't want to, like, give up in that yeah. period. Cause that is a bummer. You get to forty five. But you gotta, uh, yeah, you gotta be willing to grind it a bit because every career takes, I think, a long time to uh, to get, you know, really get there. Yeah. Like even, you know, if you're gonna if you're talking about like doctor or whatever, like lawyer, uh, nurse, whatever, like you, that's all. There's a lot of schooling involved, so you're yeah. really grinding it out for, you know, four, eight, ten years. I don't know, right? Where uh, until you're really in the career, but uh, you know, maybe. You've, it, it, it feels a little bit more, um, on, I don't know, like on rails. Like there's a path there. Yes. Whereas I think for people like us, sometimes it's like, and, and not to take anything away from people uh, like that who have the intelligence and education and and work ethic to actually yes. get, get into those careers. But there's a path there, right? And then for us, it's like the we have to we have to get through sort of a path like that except it's not really outlined 
you yeah. know, like the first like five years of our careers or whatever. I think for both of us, we're just kind of like, what are we doing here? We're not really making much money. Yeah. We're, but what you're what you are doing is you're 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 gaining skills, you're building relationships, uh, you're learning on the go, you're failing at things and learning lessons. You're, you know, becoming. Um, a, a, a more well-rounded musician, a more well-rounded person. And then it's like, like you said, it's like in your thirties, it's like, then you get the sweet gig or whatever. Yep. So just being ready for it to take a long time. Maybe it won't. How long did it take you to find the agenda? Well, I got pretty lucky there. I mean, we knew, we all knew each other kind of right out of school, but when did it but form? And it, it was like, we're a production team. When did it start to roll as a production thing? Probably like, I don't know when I was 28. Yeah. Like that's you know that's lame. we were experimenting with production before yep. then, but I didn't really I don't know that I really felt like it was a a real piece of the pie financially yeah. until quite recently. So yeah. and now it's 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 actually getting me through this pandemic yep. being able to produce. You yep. know, so thank goodness for that, and I feel so fortunate. But you know that's that's ten years after I got out of school or t- eleven years yeah. after I got out of school, right? So and it's like. I, I'm it's it, I'm doing well enough to to make it through this pandemic. Yep. You know what I mean? It's not what like, a treat. Oh yeah, now that I'm 30, I'm finally making 80k at my job. Like yep. no, you know. Yeah. But um, anyways, the beauty of it though is that we never have to retire, right? Yes. It's like I still want to be doing all the same stuff and more when I'm 65, 70. Like I'm still gonna have a fire to play guitar and, yep. and make records. You're gonna be one of those mastering dicks in, in the studio with like. Two hundred thousand yeah. <laughs> dollars speakers and like really yeah. expensive gear, and you can barely speak. And you'd be like, "Yeah, I'd really like to add one k to the snare drum and take it out of the yeah, tambourines." Um, it's gonna be this great. Stuff is never gonna get old. I was at Metalworks the other day for a video shoot uh, with an artist named Carly June for this oh. CMW thing, and I ran into an engineer that I, that that I've run into a few times there that we were chatting and. And I was just like, man, it just feels so good to be in here. Yeah. And you just see the gear and you see the space and you're like, this is never going to get old for me. And, and this is a, a guy who's in the studio every day. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, this is never this is never getting old for me. Yeah. Like this yeah. is this is the best all the time. I want to be here, you know. And so it's yeah, it's it's not like a job like maybe, you know, um, something that's hard on the body, like a construction job or even like an athlete. Oh, you know, so yeah. you can only do you're th- even though you you know you're at the top of the friggin' world if you're doing you you know if you're in the NHL or, or the NBA or whatever it's or, or whatever league you know it's like um but you can only do that for so long and then you got to retire it's like we we don't have to so the, one of the actual real positives to this this career is if you can build it you get to do it forever you know yeah. as long as you want to so i think that's a really thing real cool thing so i got a hot take I got a hot take here, Mike. I got a hot take. And this is like something I've really struggled with actually through my 20s. But now that I'm, you know, old man Al over here, if you're getting into this business, don't have a plan. Mm. Don't have a plan. Don't have a plan. And here's why I say that. I think if you have have a plan, if if you've got a five-year plan or a two-year plan or whatever – You've got expectations. You've got your sights set on certain things happening a certain way. And I've just found day after day, year after year, that things just never go the way you expect them to. 
Yeah. The relationships that I have right now that are the most important to me, if you had asked me when I was 19, 20, how are you going to meet your fiance? Who's going to be the biggest artist that you're working with when you're 30, 31? Yeah. Who's going to be... What style of music? You know, are you going to be producing records? Are you going to yeah. be... Uh, what's your... You know, what? what's going to be your biggest thing that you're doing in terms of like earning money? What's going to be your favorite thing to do that's maybe not earning you money? Like I, w- I would have been wrong about every single one of those things. So I, I found that when I go with the flow, and I'm going to get to this, but like when I go with the flow a little bit more and be open to possibilities and, and, and let, sort of let things happen the way they want to happen and obviously be involved and do great work and, and care about the outcomes of things. I'm not saying don't care about the outcomes of things. I think that's, that's a hundred percent the most important, but deciding I'm going to be X successful, X amount successful by age 25. I'm going to have this when I'm 26. I'm going to be in this type of band by the time I'm this. It's like, you're just setting yourself up to burn out and be disappointed. Uh, and what my view on everything is now is twofold. Always say yes, and I've said this before, and always bring value to others. You sure? So, you know, always say yes to the gig, even if you don't feel qualified, even if you don't feel comfortable, fully comfortable with it. I've thrown myself into the fire multiple times, just been like, you know what? I'm just going to figure this out. I'm going to say yes to this. I'm just going to figure it out. And that's how I've found the most growth professionally, musically. And then, you know, always providing value to others is something that I've not always done as a younger person. But I think one of the most important things you can just do in this business is be the person that people call when they've got a problem they need. They need a solution to this thing. It's like, I don't know how to, um, I need my record mixed or I need somebody to help me with my songwriting or I need somebody to play guitar for me on this show but it's a weird show it's going to be only acoustic and it's not going to be you know a typical thing we might not have time to rehearse or we might not or we might have a lot of rehearsals and we need to do them all because like we need to make sure that this is you know what I mean it's like whatever the situation is say yes to it but also be like like actually provide that value be like I can do that like I and I want to I want to make this happen for you because that's you know how I can sort of be a part of it. I think the so, big thing too thing. is like kind of what you're saying with the don't have a plan, and this is kind of my Michael Hebb's version of it is just being willing to pivot and being like as Bruce Lee mm-hmm. says, as water, you know, um, right? Oh, like because yeah. it's true, right? Like yeah. um, the the idea is that did I want to be a country guitar when I got I I was convinced I was gonna try to be Steve Vai when I when I got out of high school. Mm. I was like, I'm gonna be this like shredder, like artist dude, which he's amazing. Um, but that doesn't interest me anymore. And at first it was just because I was trying different things. Like, oh, you know, BPM crew, like it's kinda like a cover band thing. Well we'll do this because, you know, like that's fun and I'll still practice a bunch. And then I was like, I actually really like this. And I took other gigs and then eventually country came up. I was like, oh, I'll play a country gig. And then, you know, I was like, oh, I really like country. I'm gonna get into country. Now I'm learning fucking lap steel. Uh, I never had an interest in singing. Mm. Uh, now, I, you know, backup is, is one of the things that I work on a ton. Piano, like all this shit. Uh, another thing that I have to say about the fucking uh, the plan thing is it makes me think of, uh, I'm not one of those dicks that fucking reads The Art of War, but I did read The Art of War. Uh, 
And like, oh, it's that. just, I just happened to read it. But he talks about, oh God, there, he talks about it in a plan, like there's a moment at which that plan becomes like, this is a horrible summary, a moment at which that plan is useful. You know what I mean? Like there's, I think it's like the she or something like that. And you seize it. You know what I mean? So if you, if you execute that plan or if you plan too far ahead, uh, or you execute the plan at the wrong time, then it's useless. You know what I mean? So say for instance, I saw the opportunity when I was playing country gigs, like, oh, if I, if I got, you know, better at backup singing, I get a ton more gigs. And it's like, you have to fucking get on that, get better at backup singing ASAP. So you can get a ton of gigs. Same with piano. It's not like, oh, no, I'm not, I'll get better at piano, you know, so I can get more gigs. It's like, you need to do that ASAP so you can get those fucking gigs. Uh, you can't plan ahead and go into it and be like, you know, go into a gig and think you know what it needs or what that scene needs until you're in it. And then you realize like, oh, fuck, you know, I need to be a better producer mm-hmm. or I need to know lap steel. And it's like you plan to do that and sometimes it doesn't work out. But if you do it at just the right moment and you have like just the right skills as a result of it, like that's when shit happens. Um, so, yeah, that, that right. that's my I fucking think, take on that. I think like gaining – as you gain experience too, you like – you gain these – maybe these little plans or something where it's yeah. like you're in this situation. I know what to do here. Let's yeah. let's Let's make a plan to do this. In the short term, you know, like you should always be planning. Like I don't want to say don't plan Just give her. <laughs> appropriately for gigs and rehearsals and, and just fly by the seat of your pants literally all the time. I'm yeah. talking like macro level and yes. I, I know you are too. Yes. But it's like you'll gain the experience by just saying yes and, and pivoting and going through these things and you'll become this wise old person. Or at least this is what I'm hoping happens for me. I guess I'm making a plan right now. But I want to be this like wise old guy who's just like – I know what to do here. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. You got the, you got this type of gig at this time? Let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. And yeah. I guarantee you still stuff is going to come up. At, at first, you're like, let's go. Holy shit. I don't know what I'm doing. And then later, you're like, all right. Let's, let's go. But I mean, I, I'm sure that things when you're 40 or 50 are going to come up and you're like, fuck. Like when you open your mastering studio and you're 50, yeah. you're going to be like, Definitely. I have to buy a location. Yeah. I have to you know, take out a loan to get these really expensive gear. And it's like, I've never done that before. And it's like... But you figure out, totally. you know, as you go. That's you the thing. You have to like You almost, lean on people who have experience. You, you just know? have to lay Don't down be afraid and, to ask for help. Don't and be afraid take to ask it and accept that you have no control. <laughs> That's what I've tried to right. learn. It's just like, all right. Yeah. Life's a ride, man. Yeah. Life's a ride. It, to an extent, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, when I, when I finally start my TikTok account at age 55, I'll yeah. be like, what is this? I want to start yeah. like an ironic TikTok account where I just do something completely mundane that's the same every week. And I'm never going to do this, but I just think it'd be really funny. Uh, anyways, so uh, I think there, there's one more <laughs> thing we got to get to really quickly. And then I think we should just fucking okay. sum up what, what the survival guide is in terms of like this phrase, that phrase, that phrase. Uh, the advantage of being poor slash middle class. A little bit of fucking hope. Um you always see that with people, businessmen <laughs> or businesswomen, um, or just business people that, um, that, you know, like come from really poor beginnings and they see the consequences of being poor and they don't want to be poor. So they understand, you know, that they have to like fucking just like work really hard to not be poor. Uh, so there is it. I do think that there's a drive that comes with being middle class 
are poor that would be hard to have if you were coming from a wealthy family. It doesn't mean you're better than the wealthy person. It just means that you have different, you know, advantages. You know, like say, for instance, if you came from uh, a wealthy family, it would be harder, possibly harder to motivate yourself, I would think, if you knew no matter what you do, you'll be okay for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? So like that, that mm. struggle breeds success thing. I, I think you get more of that when you definitely come. can be true. Yeah. 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 And then also to understanding the value of money a little bit better. Like if you, if you're a child and you grow up and say, for instance, you get to the point where you go to college and your college isn't provided for, you know, that sort of stuff, you would understand money like a bit more, I guess. Yeah. Or, or, or just understanding how to handle your money. You know what I mean? Um, I think you have a, a better relationship with that. There, there have to be advantages to being poor, middle class. And it's like, what what can you do to leverage those things? You know, I have no idea. Maybe say, for instance, the need to be more diverse in your skill set. If you're a wealthier person, uh, maybe that lack of need to make rent and all of that stuff wouldn't lead you down these little paths like say for instance with us where it's like oh I'm, i've taken a country gig and country music is mostly what i play now you know what i mean but before i was just doing mm-hmm. it because i i wanted to play in a new band and i needed money you know so i think that that's right. an advantage there, there have to be them i'm i'm not covering them all i haven't thought about it but there are definitely advantages to every situation uh in my belief but uh I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, I agree. You can you can certainly use whatever uh, challenges are in front of you to you can use those as motivation to work harder, do better, do yep. better work. Uh, and I think that kind of just applies to to any challenges that you're facing. And I mean, yeah, if you if you live a life that's free of challenges, which I don't believe really exists, but like then you're you're probably not going to be uh, yeah, super motivated to yeah. uh, to overcome anything, but but um, yeah, some of the traps that a, a wealthy person may fall into, a middle class person may not fall into, and vice versa. They might like start shorting GameStop too heavily or something, and then yeah. people would like. <laughs> All right, so just to, to to summarize what we're talking about here, just a survival guide for the, for the musician, um, you know. Be scrappy. Use use all your strengths. Figure out what your strengths are. Use them all. Acquire new ones. Use those ones. Be willing to sort of throw everything you've got at this yeah. career. Expect uh, and, struggle. You know, don't be yeah. Expect that struggle and don't be afraid to um, to not have a plan. Like let things sort of let let the industry sort of show you what you're gonna you're good at and what what opportunities are there for you and just say yes um anytime you get an opportunity to to do something with music say yes to it be grateful for it be excited about it because that's what we're we're all here uh to do handle your stuff in terms of money make sure that you're on top of that because it's harder for us than it is for people with a regular paycheck and you know regular looking finances so just spend a little bit of extra time making sure that that's under control because um, as soon as that starts to get out of control, it can really have a negative impact in the future on too. your life you're and shooting future your, like, in the foot. ability to, yeah, and your like ability to 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 do music as a career, you know, kind of relies on you sort of having 
finances under control because things can be unpredictable. Um, be willing to do side jobs. Be willing to make sacrifices. You know, all your friends are going out on New Year's and you're playing a gig. It's like, well, playing a gig is the best thing in the world, so I'm still psyched to do that. You know, yeah. but it's unfortunately like I'm I'm gonna have to be that guy that says I can't go out with you guys. I got to work. You know, yep. and I'm okay with that. So um, that's you know among countless other examples, but. Um, and, and, you know, just be in it for the ride, be in it for the marathon, be in it for um, the fact that, we, you know, if, if you can become successful or, or moderately successful at music, you get to keep doing music. And there'll, there'll never be a day where you're like, man, I really don't want to do music anymore. I'm going to yep. retire. It's like, no, nah, man, I'm going to still gonna still be doing this stuff. So, um, yeah, I think and, – and just always be trying to bring value to others. So whether or not you're a solo artist – well, then you're trying to bring value to your fans. How are you doing that? It's not all about you. It's about, you know, the audience as well, right? And, like, if you're a side musician, how can you bring the most value to the band that you're in or the artist that you're working with? Or if you're in a studio situation, how can you bring, you know, bring the most value there? Maybe that's just by being having a positive attitude, being supportive, uh, not being difficult, showing up on time, uh, yeah. being accountable, being reliable, right? right? Like, there's there's some there's some very basic stuff that... That brings value, but then there's also like, well, I also sing backups. I also program yeah. drums. I also know how to use Ableton for tracks. I also know how to, you know, if you need Graphic this, design. I can do this. Yeah. Uh, you look a little tired. Can I get you a coffee? You know, yeah, like yeah. maybe it's that, right? It's always like bring value. Care about the outcome. Care about the outcome for the person that's hiring you. You know, make sure that stuff works for them. You know what I You're mean? You're never so better it's like, than the game. Yeah, I think it's that kind of a yeah, – yeah, I think that's the – the real thread that I think you could just sort of link all this together with. I have a theory. I have a theory which I can't prove. Um, and I don't think you could ever prove. But I think if you have that mentality of it's just going to take a long time and I'm going to have to be flexible and pivot and make sacrifices, but I'm going to keep doing this and I'll find a way to make it work, but it's going to take a long time. I don't think you could reach 50 if you're working um, you know, and, 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 and being smart and not be somewhat successful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not guaranteeing it. I think so. But I don't, I, I don't see how that wouldn't happen. Like, say for instance, that's, I'm banking my life on this because I, I'm literally like, <laughs> there's no, there's no alternative for me unless something goes like awry. Like my whole family gets sick and I have to like support them. But I am like, I'm going to keep going and keep pivoting and I will find something that I love doing in music that will allow me to make a living. Um, it's just... Mm. Well, I mean, you got a great gig coming up, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you would have never thought if somebody said, you know, you're going to be playing a cruise for four months in the middle of a pandemic when, you you know, you're at, maybe at your your lowest sometimes in terms of like feeling like you had good work going on, yeah. as many of us are. You would have been like, what? To all of that. You would yeah. have not believed that any of that would, would happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just – and now, you know, you, you, here's a real bright spot where you can be like, yo, I got this sweet gig and I'm going to throw my whole heart and soul into it and let's make oh, it – Oh, I have been. Let's make it awesome because, yeah, man, I got to go. I got to teach. Speaking of getting inside jobs, I go – we're, 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 we are up against it, but I really enjoyed this, uh, this conversation and, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts, folks that are listening. You can leave a comment on the website or, uh, or on our Instagram, Music Guy Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. 
Facebook as well. Uh, musicguypodcast.com for all the past episodes. Links to the shop, patreon.com slash musicguypodcast if you want to support the show. We would love it. But just having you here listening and telling your friends about it is more than enough. Oh, That's yeah. all the love in the world that we could ever ask for. Um, I'm at Alro Music on social media. Mike is at Bruno the Meek on Instagram. We look forward to talking at you again in a week's time. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.